Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today we are talking about pregnancy tests, the earliest time that you can take one, the most accurate time that you can take one, what time of day is best, what kind of pregnancy test I recommend using, and then we will talk about the first signs of pregnancy, including information about implantation bleeding and what that means. And the reason why I am talking all about pregnancy tests is because this is the very start of what is going to be the journey through pregnancy, literally from the moment that you find out that you're pregnant to labor, birth, and beyond. I found out actually a few weeks ago on Halloween that I am pregnant with my third baby. My first daughter is almost four years old. My second daughter is 18 months. And baby number three is due in July. So I'm excited to be on this third pregnancy journey and share everything with you from now. I'm eight weeks pregnant till I have my baby and beyond. So I'm excited. So if you're new here, thank you so much for joining me. Maybe you're even newly expecting to and can take along through all of this. I would love to have you. So don't forget to follow the show to get new episodes every Tuesday and check out my Instagram page at bethconnors underscore CNM for daily tips and updates. Okay, let's get started with a few of the most asked questions about pregnancy tests. So the first question is when you should take a pregnancy test. And this can be a straightforward question to begin with, and then we'll get into more details. But waiting until the day of your next expected period, the first day, would be the most accurate time to test across the board. But some women are actively trying to get pregnant on a particular month and eagerly awaiting to know if they are pregnant, so really want to test as soon as as it's possible to get that really ever so slightly positive line if possible. I have been there, I get it. It is really hard to wait. So for the most accurate results, waiting until that first day of your next anticipated period is what's recommended, but it doesn't mean that you won't get a positive pregnancy test before then, so that's good news. If you've been tracking your ovulation, like we talked about in the last episode, Testing as early as eight days after your ovulation day is an option. It's not guaranteed that you'll get a, you know, an accurate result, but for the truly committed moms, mom-to-bees, daily tests or even every 12 hours might be something that you're interested in doing to catch that positive line as soon as possible because your HCG is doubling, you know, increasing so fast. But this isn't the best method for everybody either because I can understand the the heartache of negative tests from past cycles of trying and wanting to limit the negative test results and only taking a test when the results will actually be accurate. Because testing too early can be a reason for a false negative. There might just not be enough HCG hormone that the test can pick up to give you a dark enough line to see. So you might be really disappointed, but it just might be too early and you might actually be pregnant. I also want to mention that timing of the test, like morning versus night, can make a difference if the test is going to be accurate or not, especially in those really early days past ovulation, like eight, nine, 10 days after ovulation. The morning is the best time to test because your urine is more concentrated at that time. 
increasing the chance of an accurate result. So a negative test at night doesn't necessarily mean that you're not pregnant. I would just try again in the morning the next day. Eventually, though, as the HCG hormone that the pregnancy tests are testing for, like around the time that you miss your period, so a little bit further out from ovulation, the test should be accurate morning or night in most cases because there is enough hormone by then, even if your urine is more diluted. If you're wondering too what brand of test to buy, I can assure you that you do not need to waste your money on these expensive digital tests that say pregnant on the screen. Unless, of course, it's something that you want to do and you feel better about the results in that way. There actually are pregnancy tests that you can get at the dollar store or the brand that I like to use is called Pregmate, which I will link in the show notes. And you can get, I think, about 25 tests for around $10. They have ovulation tests and pregnancy tests and also a package um, that there's a few of both. So it's really easy to do and affordable, which is nice. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is something that I see a lot on pregnancy Facebook groups is women posting about their pregnancy test results and asking if it's positive or negative or if they should maybe test again. Or maybe they're just really hesitant about the results that they got for some reason. So here's what you can do when you do get a positive pregnancy test. You can either take more tests for reassurance. That's something that I would do. And I'd be curious to know if you are a one and done kind of tester. Maybe you're more cautious, you know, take two or three or someone who is excited or maybe still in shock and test for several days after just to be sure the line is still there. It really only takes one positive test to know, of course. But if I have tests in front of me, I am probably going to be the one to take extra for sure and make sure that they all have the same result. I don't know about you, but no judgment here. And then, of course, if you get a slightly positive line and are asking other people if they see it too, there is a very slight chance that you could get a a false positive result, like less than 1% chance. And this is where the test is showing two lines, but you're actually not pregnant. The most common reason for this is that you're actually seeing a very, very faint evaporation line after the recommended amount of time has passed when you're supposed to read the the test and then just throw it away. So it's a simple error and can lead to misleading results. Usually the time frame is about three to five minutes after you pee on the little stick. So be sure to read the test based on the instructions in the pregnancy test. And then if it's negative, throw it away. Don't let it sit there for a half an hour and then go back to check on it because you could definitely get a false reading and drive yourself crazy with confusing results. And the next topic that I wanted to talk about is early signs of pregnancy to look out for. The most common ones are mild cramping, extreme fatigue, nausea, sore breasts, bloating, the frequent need to pee, mood swings, like being extra irritable or emotional, and then spotting as well, which I will explain more about too. I often get questions from worried moms about spotting when they are trying to conceive. So I want to explain what is commonly happening in about 25% of pregnant moms, and that is something called implantation bleeding. So I will explain what are the signs of implantation, what 
is implantation bleeding? What does it feel like? How long will it last? And how it is different or how you can tell the difference from a period. So implantation usually happens around six to 12 days after fertilization or ovulation. Those occur about at the same time when the fertilized egg attaches itself to the lining of the uterus. Some women can feel when this happens to them and others have no idea because they don't feel a thing or notice anything different with their bodies. Signs of implantation happening can include light bleeding, cramping, nausea, bloating, sore breasts, headaches, and mood swings, exactly what I had mentioned before. Again, this is very, very early in pregnancy, so these symptoms don't necessarily happen to every woman. For me, this time around, I had pretty significant, and I don't want to say severe, but kind of startling lower abdominal cramps for about three to four days that I had never experienced before with either of my other pregnancies. And that was right around the time that I would have expected implantation to happen. So I was hopeful that that was what it is and it was going to stick. But of course, I didn't know for sure. I also was having some lower back problems for a week or two before that. So was kind of convinced that maybe the lower back pain was radiating into my groin and lower belly. So I was suspicious that it might be early signs of pregnancy, but I wasn't obviously certain of that. And then the mood swings came for me. Um, that was just being really emotional around, I think I was watching a video, um, got really emotional about that or a thought that popped into my head. Um, I teach nursing students on Tuesday nights at a local hospital in the postpartum mom and baby unit. Um, So my husband does bedtimes at night on Tuesdays. So that hit me really hard this this particular week um, out of nowhere. Like I was just super guilty and emotional about leaving my kids on this particular Tuesday night. So again, I was suspicious. This was a little bit different than what I would normally go through, um, but also kind of just thought maybe I was crazy and was thinking things. But anyways, I wanted to talk more about implantation bleeding because any bleeding, if you think that you're pregnant or hoping to become pregnant, can be really scary. But this kind of light spotting or discharge is completely normal and happens in about 20 to 30% of pregnant women. Implantation bleeding happens, like we talked about before, when implantation is happening and that embryo is attaching to the uterine lining and embedding itself deeper, causing that light spotting. Some women may have mild cramping, like if they were expecting their period to start, and maybe they do have some light spotting, so they're ruling out pregnancy at this point because they thought they're mistaking this spotting for being a light period. But the bleeding itself is usually a very small amount. It is light pink or brown in color, and it only lasts for a few hours to at most maybe two or three days. So overall, much less bleeding and for a shorter amount of time as compared to a regular period. So I hope that helped you understand more about pregnancy tests, early pregnancy symptoms, and that light bleeding in early pregnancy doesn't have to be scary. And actually, I would hate for that to be something that you worry about day and night for days or weeks because it could just be implantation bleeding. I love helping women become informed and confident in the process of pregnancy and the journey that follows and feel good about what they are going through every single step of the way. So if you are newly pregnant or are hoping to be soon, 
I would love to hear from you on Instagram at bethconnors underscore CNM. Send me a DM with your due dates or that you're trying to conceive. And I would love to be on this journey with you and support you however I can. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope you'll stick around for another episode next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.